0: Welcome to Bring On Reviews Podcast, where if you want we review it, I'm your host, DC. I'm joined today by Moss. How's it going, everyone? And In this podcast, we're going to review a bunch of things from TV show um, news, uh, movie news, um, even TV, uh, comic stuff. Um, this is the 15th episode of the podcast, titled Mommy Supercon. So, this whole um, podcast today, we're going to go over a, a couple of things from... The con in Florida that happened on June 25th to the 28th it happened at the Miami Beach Convention Center is the Florida Supercon. So um, I'm actually going to let you, Moss, go first because you was there, and I'll give your <laughs> your likes, or dislikes on the convention, and I'll chime in from time to time.
1: Okay, of course, of course. So I got a bunch of things. Um... If you guys don't know, I try to be as much of a connoisseur of these conventions as possible. Like last four years, I've gone to the New York Comic Con. I've also gone to a anime convention in Baltimore. And most recently, I managed to go to this convention here in Florida, which was surprisingly a lot of fun. Uh, it wasn't as big as it is in the Javits Center, but not because of lack of space. But just uh, it's growing. So the Florida Supercon is, it's only like it's 30 years or so, and it's gotten much bigger apparently from years before when Mm -hmm. speaking to vendors and also the community has grown exponentially. Like they've managed to reach out and, and the reaction is coming back tenfold there. It was constantly packed, but it was a great experience. So one good thing that I liked that was uh, actually liked more than the New York Comic Con was that it was easy to get to everything. I got there a little early. It wasn't heavily packed. It was easy to get in, checked in and keep it moving. And it was easy to go around. Uh, They let you bring in your own drinks and food. If you had it, you didn't necessarily need to like empty out anything and you didn't have to pay a lot of money to get food. Uh, So that was really cool. They weren't too hard on that. Um, I guess another big thing that I liked was that they had a gigantic hall that was set up With arcade games, pinball, and they also set up a bunch of systems and connected them to TVs so that it was just a giant free game room. So if you just wanted to go there and play video games all day, pinball, uh, arcade games, you could. And I thought that that was fantastic. It was free, and when kids found that out, they were going nuts, and it was constantly packed. They also had another room that was dedicated to people that just wanted to meet up and play board games from all these wacky, different, complicated Japanese board games uh, to everything from, you know, uh, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, uh, StarCraft board game, even, you know, your regular Monopoly Clue, whatever dominoes, whatever you would like to do, there was a room, there were people there, and you could just pop a seat down and play some games with people. And it was great. They also had very cool renditions of games like uh, like they had a uh, star trek themed monopoly game they they had those theme style games as well for people and you could actually purchase some of them so there was a lot around it and it was really good uh, there was a lot of calls and, and like conferences going on which is a normal thing for these conventions but they didn't have as many stars as you know a new york comic-con san diego comic-con which is currently going on Mm -hmm. but they did have a lot of notable names uh personally one of my favorites that i got to see there was jamie noble he was the guy who played rishal ghoul in the last season of the arrow he was actually sitting next to the gentleman who played uh deathstroke so it was kind of like a a fan, Jamie Noble, sitting next to Manu Bennett. Mm-hmm. I was having a fanboy moment. It was kind of cool. It was kind of great. <laughs> I also got to meet a lot of legendary wrestlers. So I met Jerry Lawler, who I'd seen before. A few members from TNA, who I had met before. Uh, Tito Santana was there. Kane was there. Uh, Daniel Bryan was there. Bradshaw and Farouk were there, formerly known as APA. I got an awesome picture with them. Uh, so it was a great experience in that front. And also, there were a lot of great, cool vendors that I actually got time to sit and talk to. At something like the New York Comic Con, or when it's really busy at these conventions, it's hard to talk to people. But since I got there early, and it was practically, you know, the, the beginning morning rush, I, I, I managed to get some of these guys and talk to them. And I talked to a few of the vendors, and I got to know them, and I got to find out more about what they are, who they are, and what they do, which is very unique to down here. And I'm not surprised if it happens everywhere else, but I I met some really cool people. So um, I I got to talk to vendors and I got to talk to a few of my favorite artists and their associates. For instance, uh, a gentleman by the name of Greg Horn. I I managed to speak to him briefly, but he couldn't stay because he had a family emergency that came up and he had to leave. But I also got to talk to um, Jamie Tindall. So these are two gentlemen. (laughs) <laughs> I can assure you, I have a lot of their artwork. D, you've been to my place. You've mm-hmm. seen the artwork. You know that one long column that I have of like super heroines and vil- female villains that are like on um, magazine covers.
0: Yes, I do remember. That's that one.
1: Jamie Tyndall. That's Jamie Tyndall, and I got to sit and talk with him, find out what more he's going, he has going on. And it was a great experience. Uh, I had chatted with him before, but this time I was able to really connect with him because he had some free time that early. And no one was really uh, on him at that time until, of course, you know, it got busy. So I got to get to know him a little bit and chat with him. He's actually a Toronto native currently living in, in uh, Vegas. And he's been traveling all over the world just doing these conventions and selling his artwork. And if you want to check him out online, his website is dot Jamie. That's Tyndall, J A M I E Tindle. T Y N D A L L dot com. And I can get you more of that information. We'll make sure to put it all up on the link on the website I'd Bring Under Reviews along with all the pictures that I took. But uh yeah, he's uh on his free time, he just does photography and surfing, but what's really nice for him is he's doing more shows. He's traveling all over the country and he's having a blast doing it. And he's been loving all the cities he's been, he's already been to Dubai, uh, Toronto, where he's from. He's been to London. He's been to Japan. He's been all over America and he's just, you know, on the constant go. And that's kind of dope. You know, he's a doing what he likes B going to all these conventions and getting to meet all these people and do all these things. And, you know, that's kind of an exciting life. I'm sure it's exhausting. But I mean, he, he makes, a, he makes a, a good name for himself in the community and he's gone around all over the place. And like I said, I got a few minutes to chat with him and he's actually a very, very cool guy who I look forward to running into again. So I got a question for you, D. Okay. If I told you that I knew a guy that could help you Fully customize any type of like armored gear that you, it, it, say you wanted to be Batman one one convention one Halloween whatever. I can I know a guy that can help you fully customize it, fully customize it, help you create your own outfit to your exact specifications. I might do
0: that. I might have
1: to do <laughs> Those that. are the type of people that I met. I met this group. They're actually called. They're the Everglade Squads. They're, they're known as the Florida 501st. What they are is that they're a stormtrooper battalion, and their battalion branch is the 501st. They're known as the Everglade Squad. And they're a team of artisans and people that are enthusiasts and in any way, shape, or form, they like to help people out. And so they're a team of people where you can actually buy all the materials and they'll help you create all the stuff or you can pay them to and and you get, bring all the materials and they'll do it for you. So it's a really great experience where you can go and you can get all this stuff done. You tell them what you want, how you want it portrayed and they'll set it up for you. I thought it was amazing. You should have seen some of the gear that they have. Again, those are pictures that I'll definitely put up. So you guys can check out all the stuff that they have customizable. They had like all sorts of customizable bounty hunter gear in their renditions of Boba Fett, their renditions of Stormtroopers. It was absolutely amazing. And me, I'm not that handy at creating and crafting, but now I know a guy. and by proxy now you know you guys know a guy (laughs) so i'm gonna put all that type of information out on the website because oh my it's only getting cooler so dislikes hmm. well dislikes it was um it was a bit short like i said since it wasn't too big I, i was able to go through everything and see everything in depth within a few hours except for uh, except for, of course, like the panel speeches that they had mm-hmm. and uh, the particular events that they had going on that were at particular times. But that's, you know, that's a gift and a curse. I, I mean, I, I got there early, and I didn't want to stay there all day till the till the nighttime to see a few things. So it's kind of like, all right, you know, I'm going to keep it moving. Unfortunately, also because it wasn't that big of a draw, they didn't have as many things that you could see like you would see at the New York Comic Con, so there weren't any like big surprise previews like you would see at like San Diego that they're doing now. You wouldn't see as many large A-list celebrities there. So if you if you like celebrities and and you love that high that high-profile level, then super Florida SuperCon is not there yet. But hey, you know there was a vendor running around and he was selling beer. So I was excited because I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a beer and walk around <laughs> and you know, do that in New York. So I took full advantage of it. So, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. That it sounds, was great. That sounds great.
1: I also, guys, uh, for you guys in the New York area, there's a there was one group that I actually had met before, and I've been to their store. It's Anime Castle. And they're actually located in Flushing, New York. They have two locations. They're in Flushing at 35th, 32nd, Union Street. And they're also in Mineola, Anime Castle. And I had run into those guys in New York. I'd been to their store also. So it was kind of funny that I just, I was like, hey, I know you guys. And immediately started a little conversation. They're like, yeah, 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 we're in Queens. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good experience, see some back home people. And uh, yeah, I, I met a lot of crafty artisans and just a lot of really good things going on.
0: Oh, that sounds. That definitely sounds great. It sounds like a con that everybody should at least go to at least once. Um, so um, that let's talk about the attendance because you did mention the attendance on for the the Florida con. It looks like there's yeah. roughly fifty one thousand um, fans actually went out there, which is kind of cool to actually think about it. Um, compared yeah. to other cons like the San Diego Comic Con from last year, had one hundred thirty three thousand people, and from <sighs> Um, New York Comic Con last year also was 151,000 people. So just that difference is like, wow, okay, you could tell. That's, that's a big difference in attendance, but it sounds like it's good for um, Florida to have this con just because it's not as big as these other um, event, venues and that sounds like a good part right there. Um, how did it feel being in that kind of atmosphere? Was it was it too crowded or was it not crowded really?
1: You know, it wasn't too crowded. I thought it was great because I didn't have any difficulty with the group. The the, the, the one Sunday I went, uh, I went with the group. And, uh, you know, one of those happened to be a six-year-old kid. I didn't have to worry about him getting lost. I was with him at all times. We split up a few times and were able to feed, find each other without even have to call each other. And this day and age that's pretty impressive um being stuck in mobs at like the new york comic con yeah. repeatedly i can tell you this was a breath of fresh air it was seriously great i only wish there were a few more vendors that i could have seen that i could have spent more time with you know I, I i guess it was on my own end like things weren't coordinated so that it would be my, in my best interest to do more things co- consecutively, you know, like the things that I wanted to see the the panels that I wanted to be part of, they were so much later in the day as opposed to what I was doing at the time. So it's kind of like, uh, but other than that, I don't, I, I think that that amount of people was great because, um, yeah, if you buy your tickets in advance and you go to, to Wilco, you get your bond, you go in you're done, no worries. And it, like, there's a lot less pressure than there is for the other conventions. So the Vonda people were great. Uh, I expect more people next year, but keep in mind that the, the convention center in Miami Beach is nowhere near as big as what they have at the Javits Center mm-hmm. or in San Diego. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that many people terrifies me. <laughs>
0: really does. And um, let's see, what was the, your best moment out the whole weekend? If you had one moment to pick. What would it be?
1: Well, there were two, there were okay. two. There was one gentleman who actually had a, um, he had a 3d printing uh, machine and he had this special platform that rotated 360. And what he was doing, it's called zero. He, his, uh, his company is called 0.3d. What okay. he was doing is he was, he would take someone, have him stand in, you can go stand in a uh, pose and, the 3d printing machine would grab it would uh run and it would do a full 3d statue version of yourself and if you wanted depending on how big you wanted of course the prices would range and but you could get your own figurine so you know think of, just think about that i thought that was the greatest thing ever and you also charge more if you like wanted wanted a little bit customized in terms of paint or whatever but whatever pulls you take and whatever outfit you take, they would be able to print it out for you and you'd have your own statue. I was blown away. I thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, also personally for me, um, being that I grew up in, uh, you know, the attitude era of wrestling, mm-hmm. getting, being able to meet my, you know, teenage childhood idols, <laughs> I was just blown away. I, I was a kid in a candy store. So the three things, well, actually, i would say the two things. The artisans and the, the, the small business owners that I met that are being very inventive, I, who I feel need an outlet to express themselves and a platform to put their, mar- their product out there. And I thought that was great. And also the celebrities that I got to meet and actually have a little conversation because things weren't so packed and crazy as they would be. At a larger convention. So you got a, a little bit of a better experience. It's like a little bit more bang for your buck. It's also a little bit cheaper. Like the tickets were ranging for like. Um, anywhere between like $120 for four days. Uh-huh. To like a three day pass for like. Was what? Seven, I got a three day pass for $70. That's not bad. So the, the prices weren't bad at all. And they also had a special VIP pass. Which was $200. And with that you can skip any line every line whenever however almost like a, fa- a fast pass at a theme park okay. just like a fast pass at a theme park so that's also really cool
0: uh, cool uh, so um out of 10 what would you score this um con that you want to
1: out of 10 yep. i'm gonna be generous and give it a i'm gonna give it an eight,
0: eight, okay. eight. Yeah, that's a good i would right like there. to out
1: I, oh, it was a great time though. Like I was able to go by myself and really see and experience everything. So I was left to my own vices. So I was running around talking to cosplayers, talking to these shop owners. You know, trying to parlay. I got a, I got an awesome Johnny Five bookmark. It was the greatest day ever. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, a, I was just a big little kid just running around, left unattended. It was, it was, it was an overall great day. And I, I would, I think every, every adult needs. A, a day to be a kid, and that's one great day. All right, so. cool. All
0: right, um, so that's the end of our episode today. Um, You can find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Tumblr, YouTube, and even iTunes at Bring On Reviews. You can find us on um, Twitter also at Bring On Reviews and use the hashtag Bring On Reviews for your questions that you might, might have. You can also email any questions you, you have also at bringonreviews at gmail.com. Um, plus also visit the website at bringonreviews.com for any of our movie reviews, um, podcasts here also, and for our news and trailers on there too I'd like to thank my um, co-host today which is Moss, where can they find your social media?
1: On social media, you can find me on Instagram at defiant where I'll also be posting pictures, and you can also find me on Twitter at GoliathNYC
0: Okay, and um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at C. that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C. Again, that's D-W-I-G-H-T-A-N-T-C at Twitter and Instagram. And you can also email me at um, dc at bringonreviews.com. And we'll catch you reviewers next time.
1: Have a good one, guys.